welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Manheim. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Good job, James. Yeah. Good job. I'm Shay. This is James. This is Mike. You know I used to sing that song in the shower. I don't doubt that. I did too. I had the Arithmetic Greatest Hits. Yeah, they are. I, I still. Yeah. <laughs> I, I picked it up yesterday. <laughs> I like music like that. Uh. Anyway, welcome to Dark Side's Couch. All right. I've yeah. never had to introduce this before. No, so. yes, you have. You're doing plenty. Yeah, oh, you've okay. Done it. Then I. You didn't do then, it well. No. Nope. Not <laughs> doing it well you, again. One time you shat on it. Like you did it. You yeah. shat on us. For like spite, yeah, I don't know. We probably for did something podcast, wrong. You do for fun. We I probably did some shitty before that. I know, you probably, probably, you probably <laughs> did. I'm always doing something shitty, so it's just normal. So speaking of doing something shitty, oh, this comic. So this is like, oh. this is like part three of uh, everyone picking oh, yeah. a comic to to piss off everybody else. And More course, or less. And of course, we put the girl comic at the end. Right, right. We did it at the end because this is the best one. Oh, I won. Oh, oh yeah. no, no. Yeah. This was a, man of, oh, fuck mm-hmm. you this guys. Was a, no. This was a... This one affected me the most. Like, this one, like... Well, that's how you measure art, really, This one, like, gave you. me some aha moments and made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was an emotional roller coaster. It the other, was. The other comic books were like, oh, man, like, this is just dumb. And well, this one was legitimately reading it and going, oh, no. Yeah. No, you can't tell people this. Yeah. My Love, Volume 2. Issue 10 from 1971. Which is uh, published by Marvel, but it's it's basically they would scoop up a bunch of uh, previously published comics from other girl comics and uh, or, you know, maybe horror comics or whatever they happen to be doing. And they just repackage them and just fire it out to a bunch of stupid kids. Approved by the Comics Code Authority. Well, yep. yeah. When you get into how it presents everybody, you'll see why. So. Yeah. I'm surprised they even mentioned the word feminism. Well, yeah, because it's it well, as it. Hey, spoiler alert. As it's not pro-female. Here at Dark Side's Couch, we all believe feminism is lit. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Well, we agree? I explained to my dad recently what lit means. Yeah? Did he not get it? No, he got it. He was like, so it's like cool. Good for him. Like, yeah, it's just cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, femi- feminism's lit. Okay. Feminism so, is so, lit. So on the cover, uh, it's you got some... What year was this? 1961? Well, this was 1971, but but each of the stories are from different years. So, so as we go through, I'll yeah, tell you when So on the cover, from. you got uh, a woman with a bandana. So clearly she's a left-leaning radical. Mm-hmm. Right. She's preaching about... Jane Fonda. Uh, women, women equal rights, right? And this one blonde woman... And she's crying. She's like, I must leave you, my darling, because no man is my master, mm-hmm. master, master. And the guy's like, huh? So we're starting out with a good message here. Yep. Uh, my, absolutely not what's in this book. What about my green nope. suit? Her, her dress makes her look like she's one of the new gods. Yeah. Yeah. She's got, well, funny you should mention that. I'm not sure who did the cover, but Jack Kirby drew one of these stories. Oh, hey. So there you go. Um, probably his proudest moment, I'm sure. <laughs> you, you know, you ever notice that whenever we do these older books, uh, there's someone who always looks like Michael Landon somewhere in it. <laughs> yeah, that was the default handsome another, man. Another Michael, Michael Landon. Michael Landon. Michael Landon is handsome as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they chose him. It's like he's just like hairy enough, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he looks great. All right, yeah. and then immediately the first thing we see is an ad to buy a blue bomb 
It's like a bug a bomb. bomb. It's like a little race car. Yeah. All right, yeah. All like right, you pull cool. it back and then let it go and it rides. It yeah, drives, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the like little girls like. Yeah. Oh, these ads are Some horribly girls probably like them. They probably did, but clearly the audience they're aiming for with this book is not the kind of little girl who would like this. They're aiming for the Barbie. If anything, they tell them later in the book Don't not drive to cars. do this. No, Women shouldn't no, be driving cars. No, no. no. You look, they do. They do sort of. They do sort of. We'll get to it. Okay. All right. All right. So this is so this is an anthology. So um, the first book we have um, is called. This uh, one fucked with me super hard. It's, it's called. It's bad. It's called No Man Is My Master. It's like you may dig a take charge kind of guy, but as for me, No Man Is My Master. It's, right. It's it's maybe from 1965. Not sure. And it was written by Stanley. And, uh, oh, fuck him. Well, credited, <laughs> which probably means he didn't write it. Uh, but uh, art by John DeSema, who we actually saw drawing our uh, Hulk versus Quasimodo oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. same guy. And which John explains Verputin. why they all have terrible faces. Jo- John, oh, I like John Verpoorten. John Verpoorten. Not because he's, he's, because he's really good. Maybe because he makes me think of Marvel Comics. And I grew up loving Marvel Comics, so I just like that art style. It's okay if I... <laughs> yes, okay yeah, if we got a lot of ground to Let's do it. All right. So... We start out with a wonderful story about this woman who is dating this uh, this man named Nick. But he's like he's like Burt Reynolds. But Nick is like a really awful Burt Reynolds because he's super uh, bossy and he's like ordering for her and he's telling her like you know you'll do what I want, baby, and all that other kind of very stereotypical 1960s. I mean, it's very because the, the waiter even asks her what she wants, and he goes, "No, no, no, I got it. I know what she likes." Yeah. So, so he's taking charge, and he's rude to the guy. Yeah, he's rude to everybody. Yeah, and this, she's and she's you know trying to be a new hit modern woman, and says, uh, you know, can a girl find happiness with a boy who thinks she's the weaker sex? <laughs> so then there's a whole back to forth, like back and forth struggle where. He's telling her, he's like, you know, I got you the duck. It's great. She's like, I don't like duck. And he's like, you'll learn. But then then she she did like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's when it starts getting. Yeah. Because then it starts getting shaky. Is that you start in this comic and you're like, oh, that sucks. Like she likes this guy, but this guy's being a dick. And then she's like, oh, well, he was right. And that's the moment that my fucking female radar went off and went, oh. You're saying what a dick he is, but he just gave her his coke. She was cold. And then after dinner, yeah, it's true. Yeah, after yeah, dinner, and then after, he takes her to the wonderful date night uh, boxing match. Uh, hang on. Whoa, no, no. She's about to go home, and he tells her, forget it, honey. We're just in time for the main event. He doesn't even give her the option of nope. going home after the date. Like, it's not even about where they're going to go. He tells her she's not going home. So this yeah. might technically be kidnapping. <laughs> this might legally uh, be a kidnapping. Yeah. I want to, I want to like make points, but it's like, I, maybe it's better I just wait to the end of the story. So yeah. So then they continue. They go to the fight and she's like, I don't like fighting. And he's again telling her like, no, I know you dream. Suck it up. And then she goes like, well, this is fun like oh god well, no she's like let's go dancing and he's let's go to a disco and he's like no i want to i want to slow dance with you in my arms by the way how late are they staying out it's yeah. got to be like 3 a.m uh, and he's uh yeah he she's like don't you don't need to take me back inside he goes no i'll walk you to your door and all that good stuff not bad but he says it in a real manly way but he may have been yeah. doing that just so he knew where he lived in case he where she lived in case he had to get in later or nah, something he's got a job he's not a creep <laughs> yeah well, no like he just keeps tabs on her he's dennising her oh yeah. my god yeah. and then there's this Okay, like, okay, so here, like, he has the thing where he has his arm on the wall and she's pinned against the yeah. wall. Yeah, and so the it's very move. predatory. All right, okay, all right, yes. 
And yes, it does. It all this does seem terrible. And then she says, you know, do you treat all women like they're like they're weaker? And his response is, well, I hate to say I don't know all women, just a couple hundred. Uh, It's like, really, you're trying to justify your move by saying you're goddamn. Hang on. What you need to understand here, Shay, is they're purposely setting this guy up to be unlikable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, of course, he's saying. So, of course, you're disagreeing with her. You're supposed to. No, because it's a point. And then it's supposed to be okay when he's like, you know, but they're soft and they're cuddly and I like it that way. It's like, oh, he meant this way. No, he didn't. He's a fucking scumbag. Uh, so now, uh, hold so, on. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're, 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 okay. we're okay. All right. Okay. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys some personal experience about this in particular. Yes, this is fucked up. And yes, that guy is real. He's a misogynist for real. And yes, she has a conflict in her because she, she wants equal rights for women. This is one of like eight stories, so you got to pick this I know, space I'm up. sorry. I'm trying to put my words in so I don't sound like a son of a bitch. Dude, so, there's no way to tippy toe around So this. like, so like there, there are women who like guys like that. They just do. They like a strong, assertive, bossy dude. And they, and mm-hmm. they want to feel like they're small, petite, and frail. And they want to feel super feminine. And they want a guy who's super masculine. And they just go together. And that's why she's digging it. And then, and then we'll, we'll get out later of like she tries to date guys that are more submissive and she hates them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she hates submissive well, guys. Hey, well, let's get to that. It's only like a four page. This is like a five page right, but story. You guys, you guys are like tearing There's the guy so apart. There's so much to unpack. It's like he's a dickhead. She likes him for being a dickhead. Fine. Look at that. She's not good right. either. We're on page this. three, so we're going to keep moving. You didn't scream especially, like this through Man of War. Especially because this episode can only be 81% as long as a normal episode. <laughs> Oh yeah! All right, you all right, all right, all right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, was that the was that the statistic? Eighty-one percent. That's one of the. That's that's a very complicated subject, but it's a funny joke. I guess so, it depends on like your area. <laughs> it depends on a lot of things. It's a very big variable. So I don't want to get into that, but. So uh, this, the, she's gonna go to the female uh, freedom rally with, right. with her friend in their amazing apartment. Her yeah, friend. they got a great. And law. she says we must be equal to men in every way. Right. And so, what's men. her face? Bev? They want urinals in the female bathroom. So right. She, equal. And so she goes. I've been a fool. I'm through of letting boys like Nick Howard. Put, put me, me down. down. So All then right. she did other guys who don't, Wait. and she hates it. Now, that could have been the end of the story right there. But instead, <laughs> she decides. Look at all these great ads. Uh, so she decides to start going out with other dudes. Yeah, and automatically, there's uh, uh, what's the name of that uh, artist? Uh, what? A uh, Warhol? Yeah, there's, she's, she's on a date with Andy Warhol. She dates this guy, and this guy's like, Meh, what would you what like would for you, dinner? Yeah, right. Okay, so once again, I'm going to tell you right now, I've tried both both perspectives, right? With, depending on who I'm going on a date with. I've tried to be nice like that and ask a lot of questions, and I have had that where the girls are pissed that I can't make a fucking decision on my own because yep. I'm trying to be nice. And I've tried the other way where I've been kind of bossy and, and, and direct and powerful, and they didn't like that either. It just depends on who you're with. Yeah. So the moral of this or, story... Or it, you can be a, uh, you can be somewhere a in the person middle. with different you know, facets and be both? True. I mean, you can be somewhere in the middle. Well, you still have to have a consistent personality. But we're going by this character and this lady, like in her, she wants to have equal rights for women, but she wants to have a guy fucking like pull her hair. Well, in the next, 
It, yeah, and in well, the next scene, she's dating a guy, and the guy says like, "Where, where do you want to go?" Man, yeah, like I hate these guys. And she's and she's saying, "Dude, I just want to get out of the cold." And she's thinking, "Well, at least Nick didn't leave me standing in the fucking cold." Right, because he's a take charge guy. And you're right. There's I'm not saying that there's aspects of Nick's personality he can't work on. It's not yeah. like. But He's yeah, got huge personal flaws. But the fact that he is like an ego-driven, hairy man is what she likes about him. Yeah. And that's sure, that's probably some evolutionary, cultural, tribal baggage that we all just have in us. And but it still, comes out in she gets ways. presented and she's like, can I really, you know, dealing with these boys who can't make a decision by themselves? You just said you wanted to be inputted. You yeah. want to be in the decision making, and now you're refusing yeah, to make a decision. She, has, she literally makes yes. zero decisions. So I, I gotta say, like recently in my life, like this story especially like, really hits home because I've had this where I, I dated a girl who was a radical feminist in every other way except romantically, where like she wanted like a fucking powerful dude. To yeah, that happens her, a to lot. Tell her what's up, and so like. You just got to kind of like fall into that role because if you like them, you're like, well, I want to make them happy. But me being submissive in any way isn't going to work. It seems like sexually, like the amount of women that are submissive sexually is very disproportionate with how authoritative or how non-submissive they are in every other way. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody wants different shit. There are dudes who want to be submissive and they want a dominant they want a dominant girl and and vice versa. And You're saying there's a correlation? Like, I'm guessing female UFC fighters don't date regular guys either. No. Well, I'm sorry. I meant like you think there's a correlation, James, between a woman being incredibly powerful outside the bedroom wanting to be more I, submissive in it. I'm maybe. just trying to put together. I'm not sure. I, there might be. It might be a kind of situation where now that women have more responsibility, then they now want to have a safe time where they don't have to have responsibility. And it's nice Hell, to have a moment. I, I want that. Exactly. But, <laughs> but the thing is, I want that too. But if I'm with somebody who has who feels the same way... And we're both like going through our day, like getting shit done. And then we both have sex and we're both kind of going like, well, I'd really like to be submissive. Right now. Like, oh, well, we can't. One of us has to be in charge of this thing. All right. Well, that's called the, the relationship doesn't work. Like, yeah, you yeah, got to find some, you got to find someone that fits you. And if you just find someone that kind of fits you and it's like, well, we'll make it work. Well, that's like settling. Like you got to find someone that. Rocks no, there's no perfect fucking glove. For no, everyone. that's true. That's, that's true as well. But like, but here, this, this comic, this, true love doesn't exist. this particular story is an exaggeration love. of a very complicated problem, mm-hmm. but it's just, it I, is. I've been that guy, the guy with the blue hair, who's a little bitch. I've fucking tried that. And I've had that happen blue to hair me. Too. I've had that happen to me before. And I've yep. fucking been, Burt Reynolds too, and I've had that. Why this guy? To me just, would you mind if I? What a I could fucking! Cook. She's like, write, she's like, write me a letter, bitch. <laughs> she tells him to. She yeah, tells she him does. to write her a letter. Was that like an insult in the in the? Yeah, 60s? apparently. I mean, um, for the most, I mean, she's clearly a very independent and 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 powerful woman who, but. She, but She's never been given the opportunity to exercise that agency, right. and now that she has, it doesn't fit right. right. So the moral, yeah, the moral of the story is like, yeah, you can you can still be a, a women's rights activist, but still have a, a be with a powerful man that tells you what's up. No, 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 like no, it. no. That is not the Good moral. God, here. we are never going to get through. That's this what book. I got from this. No. Where it's like like what you no, want because it isn't like what you want or anything. Because she then goes, the movement isn't about life; it's about work. And she completely goes, oh, my God, the feminism movement movement isn't actually about women interacting with men. It's about us just making the same amount of money. That's I mean, it. I mean, I took it as do what you want. 
no, I think she pretty explicitly says female freedom isn't about dates or romance. It's about job equality and things like that. Cuts it off there. Things I mean, like that. I've been on dates where girls will be pissed if I don't hold the door for them. Yeah, and you've been on pissed dates where women are pissed if you do. Um, I've never had that happen, actually. I have, I have had women be upset that you open doors for I them. I hold the door for everybody. Yeah, I, I've had it happen. Um, so she decides to leave her feminist, uh, uh, radical feminist meeting thing and goes, I got to straighten something out. Then again, I'll always admit when a boy is super cute. And then she says, <laughs> I thought I wanted a boy I could dominate, a boy who would be no stronger than I. Well, gal, that's what maybe what some that might be what some females want, but I'm not one of them. Which right. that would be fine. Right. That's if the, that that's, is what she had gotten to without the stuff before that. Okay, fine. You do you, babe. Yeah, I do, thought that's what this was about. You do you. Nope. And look, he loves her. And then she waits for weeks mm-hmm. until finally he calls her and asks her if she's free. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's f- fucked up, though? I've been in the position of fucking Burt Reynolds there. Yep. And everything that happened in the story, like, I've, I've had happened in my life. Almost exactly. Like, exactly. Where, where You ordered some chick the duck and then took her to a boxing no, match? Like, no, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, where she was just like, let's go out, but, the, but you decide what to do. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to do all this crazy shit. And she's just like, this is fucked up. I don't know if I like this. I go, well, you told me to yeah. you told me to decide. This is what we're doing. So Nick shows up and he's doing a good move right in, right in the doorway. He's just really blasé about it. And he's, he's like, lying. did you get what was bugging out of your system? And uh, he tells her he loves her. <laughs> I know it's disgusting, but I got to tell you, there are women out there, not all, not most, just a percentage that right. like a guy who does that shit. Okay, okay, fine. So he comes back. She's madly in love with him. He says he loves her. And then this is how the fucking comic ends. Well, that's how the five pages that we just read ends. This that we comic spent almost story. So time he on. puts it down perfectly. He says like... There's me, really... None of them top this, he in says, my opinion. He says, he says, me, Tarzan, and you, Jane. I've been in relationships where that is basically what yeah. they Well, want. no, no, no. It's, it, it's he says, me, Tarzan, you, Jane, which is first off just gross. That's just fucking gross Hold to on. say. And then I've played last, that game before. <laughs> last word bubble of the, of the story... And that's the way it was meant to be. I like that she the goes... The start, uh, dot, 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 of something lovely. You know, I like, I, I'm not... I'm sorry, Jane. It's just that I'm not one for, like, role-playing and making up stories in the bedroom. But, like, I've dated girls who want that. And we've played Tarzan and Jane before. Okay. Um, from their suggestion. Okay. So it's like... this. That's not the same thing. It just seems sexist. And it is sexist because that's what the point of the game is, is that it's just this gross sexist fantasy. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why there's fucking schoolgirl outfits and stuff. Like, yeah. there are obviously very complex power, dyna- I've power had, dynamics I've had that girls, happen. I've and had girls that show up for, the like, show up for, like, a sex date at my house with the schoolgirl outfit without me asking them to bring it. And they just did because they were into it. Yeah. So like, Again, if you know, do what, if it feels good, do it. Right. Fine. That's cool. what I, that's what I got from that that comment. That's what I could. That, but no, that, I mean, <laughs> triggered. Does it make you less offended to know that nobody ever read this fucking comic? Like nobody's ever seen the this three comic of us book. Did. The three of it's us never did. been seen, so it had no influence on I, anyone I just, ever. I just think that I mean, people are complicated. Uh, and then you can join a monster fan club for free. And get a giant size moon monster over six feet tall. Now, people like to say nowadays, I even might have mentioned this before, 
People like to talk about how dumb kids are nowadays and the stupid things they waste their money on and how gullible they are. Kids bought this shit. Yeah, yep. there was no internet. There was no fact checking. Yeah, so they would buy things. They would spend their only money they had Which is not on a lot. sight unseen because something in a comic book showed them, didn't even show them a picture of the actual product, just told them they would get something cool if they sent all their money to them and they did it. And then those people grew up and called me stupid when I was a kid. <laughs> you bought a six foot, what you believe well, they, was a six they, foot tall dude, moon monster they, as a piece of paper. These are the kids that grew up to vote for Trump. Fuck, I hate that shit, man. Yeah. Then you get three bonus monster masks, terrifying lifelike reproductions of movie monsters. No, they were pieces of paper. I guarantee they were pieces of paper. This story, like these stories were written by men in the 70s. For what it is, it's fairly progressive for their limited understanding of the opposite sex. All right, so (laughs) I don't know how you... Like, I mean... Directly segued from the six foot tall movie monster no, to some progressive thing. I'm just thinking, like, I mean, this is like, I'm sure at the time this was probably like they thought themselves this is a really solid move in gender equality. All right. So the next comic story. It's called He Never Even Noticed from 1962. And it's about how a woman doesn't understand what fetishes are. Hey, hang on. It's written, also written by, <laughs> also written by Stan Lee. Drawn by Jack Kirby. And drawn by Jack Kirby and Vince Coletta, who I believe inked a lot of his stuff. So, uh, okay. I realize that we have a whole shit ton more to unpack in this comic. So, but let's slow it all way down. No, no, no. no. I'm about to say, is it okay if we legitimately just sum up the story in like two sentences and then we can talk about the story itself? We could easily sum this up. Okay. So, high school chick dating this dude and then finds out that she needs to wear glasses, thinks her world's over, that he's never going to love her again. Let me say again, because she got glasses. Glasses back then was like getting herpes. They don't make passes at girls who wear glasses. Seriously. And so she's freaking out. Eventually she goes on a date with him. She tries to break up with him because she has glasses. Yeah. And his response is, I didn't even notice. I didn't notice you had glasses. And then she proceeds to essentially fall to the ground and kiss the fucking dirt that he walks (laughs) on. This is fucking doesn't great. care she does, has glasses. Does she think that if they have sex that he'll tr- he'll sexually transmit her glasses? First thing <laughs> like, I'm going to say. He'll wake up with a burning glasses sensation. First thing I'm going to say, she looks fine with those glasses. She looks hot <laughs> as hell. Dude, I gotta those say, are good yeah, glasses. Like, I think that's probably just a then, style of woman that you like. Maybe if like if their Pornhub exists back then, she could look up like, she could just type in glasses. Yeah, <laughs> glasses the, porn. The oh, thousands shit, of videos yeah. that she'd be like, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe this probably, is the thing. That, I think it was one of the first things that I got into like as a kid looking at porn it was like I wonder if they've got ones with just chicks wearing hot glasses yeah they do I've had that day and I went down that oh absolutely Uh I've done that that was something I looked for that (laughs) was like when when I was just figuring out like oh there's a lot of stuff on the internet I was like what do I like hey maybe back then like like people thought like if you had glasses it was a weakness in your genetic material yeah and she's like he won't want to breed with me because no it's just nerds wear glasses that's it right but turns out he likes to come inside nerds yeah, a lot of people did. And then right in the middle of the story, we break it up for an ad to buy a buy Fucking a model rocket. Maybe rocket ship. Weren't, maybe there just weren't any ads for girls back then. I guess there won't. Yeah, Legitimate, no. there might not have been. Or maybe they're just trying to advertise rockets to girls. Because when they finally do, oh, it's for grit. Look Everyone, this, look at this little boy selling grit. He's got a he's got a fifty year old man's face. 
Back then, people turned 50 when they turned 21. Yeah. You, look, you look get your photo. first job. Did, remember, did, we, did, did we do an episode where we looked at what Lon Chaney Jr. looked like when he was 25 and he looked like he was 42? <laughs> <laughs> did people just look like they're 42 back then? Uh, that, yeah. that, that, that makes episode? sense. Did we do that here? Uh, probably. It seems like something we would have done. Right, like they look super Oh, old. God. Oh, great. So, okay. But I wouldn't doubt that because there are no real ads for women in this at all. There's yeah. just the uh, advice uh, column. Right, look at She's freaking out about glasses. She's freaking out. She looks Still. better. She looks great. Yeah, she looks great. It, I, she looks like she's wearing like goggles you'd wear in a science lab. But what's funny about it is that they hang out for this entire date and he never notices she has glasses. Even she, though she's clearly jabbing the side of her glasses <laughs> into his face. Constantly. Yeah. And then, yeah, she's grateful for this. Wouldn't you just be offended that this guy didn't pay any attention to you whatsoever? I mean, I thought, I thought the moral of the story was uh, date a guy who loves you for who you are. Well, that would be fine if at the end of the story, the guy was like, yeah, I don't care that you have glasses. Instead, he goes, oh, I didn't notice you were wearing yeah, glasses. Yeah, they could have done without that. Like, that's the last <laughs> well, thing. Well, and it still isn't I any sort. What you looked like. It still isn't any sort of empowering, like, love who you are. It's, she's saying. Thank God I found Real a man love that is happy. that a man is when a man accepts you, <laughs> when, even though you have glasses. can look past the or fact that you have an or, astigmatism. Or uh, your eye herpes pushing it which your is a thick thing. rimmed eye herpes oh my god so Susan says Susan, is a, it's a letter columnist is clearly Stanley answering questions like if you don't think it's hey, not hey, these guys are telling me that it's a it's, real person it's not no it, I didn't say it was Susan a real person Stanley, Susan is Stanley Su- Susan Lane Loeb <laughs> it's Stanley with an illustration by John Romita it's Stanley um, <laughs> fine so real quickly what are they talking about here uh, where is it where is this, it where's the, the one elo- I'm thinking of this is the of? eloping one okay oh yeah where she says that is yeah. the worst decision you can ever she make just says, don't in elope. your life you know what she's well, fucking well, right here's the girl the girl writing the letter she says that my parents already broke up one engagement. It's like you didn't stay together with the guy you were engaged with, even though you couldn't get married. So cl- good thing you didn't marry that guy. So clearly she just wants to get married at all, like just in general. And, and they didn't stay together after their parents broke them up. So she got this new guy and now they want to get married. This okay. is her, I think she's pressuring dudes she into just getting married. Desperately wants to get married. I guess. And she's like, don't just get married just because you want to get out of the she's house. Trying to get on his insurance. He's got to get something checked out. <laughs> well, he has to now as well. It's well, and, and it's just again, she's very old-fashioned about it the entire time of essentially saying like, you know, your parents will fucking disown you if you do this. Think about your parents. Don't get married for you know unless you think about your parents. Are you fucking think about your parents? Well, don't get married, especially some. Yeah, yeah that's the easier solution yeah, here. Terrible. Don't get married. And then she also throws in there the uh, she's like, you know, there are so many issues with it. First, second, third, and the last one she says is plus there's always the issue of annulment. If either of them are underage, the story, yeah. the question that was asked is from a 19 year old. That is still, so we no, still, yeah, but she's not specifically addressing the 19. She's saying she's in general because she's actually not answering a specific letter in this thing. She's just giving eloping advice in general. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. She is. So well, okay. in reference to a story that she told. But still, still, I don't think any 15 year old girls are sitting out there going, oh, fuck. Now we shouldn't elope. Uh, well, you try. Well, you make okay. an effort. All right. So uh, I, 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 my dad. Uh, told me some stories about growing up in the 50s and 60s okay and like people in like virginia and like southern states getting married at like 12 13 14 15 16 is super common and they did it a lot i've heard that like my dad told me in basic training he met a lot of hillbillies that never like they loved the army because they never had three meals a day in shoes before and Mm -hmm. all they wanted to do was go home and marry their sweetheart and the sweetheart's like 13 and he's like, yeah, that's super common. Happens. So to her saying like, yeah, don't get married if you're underage. It's like, because that was a common problem. 
That's true. I will. Okay, I'll concede to that. I didn't. Right. I. I am. I'm. I'm thinking of this from my current mindset and not from yeah. what may have been happening around. Absolutely. That. I will back off. Reading this whole. That. Reading this whole book, I put myself in the mindset of someone. Like this is existing in 1972. It's like this isn't meant. Which for is why us. that right. first two. The first two stories are incredibly harmful to it's women. Just, but I know, but it's just weird. It's like that. That so. still exists. Like right. the women still want like a hyper macho guy. I need. I need a. a speaking of which, you need a palate cleanser before we go on. This is just like a second guys this is just this will just be one second i got my tongue up this chick's ass right can you that was a, that was what a, the fuck can you that was a, that was his comedy routine was just saying fucked up shit and people what does that have to do with the comic at all because because there's because there's a, there's some rim jobs yeah there's up. no rimming in this because it's a very well, uh-huh, anti, the, the, because this whole thing was that he got in a lot of trouble for being anti-women well, I mean, there's a rim it jo- sounds like he was pretty pro woman if he's sticking her his tongue up her ass. He didn't ask first. That was the problem. <laughs> he just did it. And she was having and it was and it was kind of a swampy day. And they had a big meal before. Oh, I like, fucking hate you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. They'll pay you ten thousand dollars for his Lincoln penny. No, they won't. So now they want you to buy a book from them so that you can identify the Why don't they just keep all the pennies themselves if it's so fucking great? Well, no, that's what not what it is. It's telling you, hey, buy our oh. book so you can identify what pennies you might have oh. that are worth $10,000. Spoiler, none. No. None of your pennies are worth $10,000. No. Stupid kids in the 1970s. Yeah. Uh, then you can learn karate. Yeah, your super speed karate in outfit. In like two hours. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can learn karate in two hours. You just have to do all the movements for... Two, uh, two like, earth hours? You just, no, you just, I mean, you can teach someone how to do something, but then they have to practice doing it for... You know, hours 10, a day, every, hours. every day for like 10 years. Okay. And then we're moving on to another book, another story called, And Then I Found You. Yeah, I don't know um, what the moral behind this one was. From 1959. I didn't know either. Uh, written by, possibly written by Larry, possibly written by Stan Lee and Larry Lieber, but seemed, we don't it know. It just seemed like a, a, a um, circle of terrible people doing art, harm to each other. Yeah. Art by, uh, possibly by Al Williamson, because uh, the credits are really dicey going back to the 50s. Dice man. Oh. Oh, hey, hey. Pussy asshole. Hickory dickory duck. Uh, <laughs> that was basically his whole. I never but understood why he was. Like, people he was, thought he was funny. You we know, did this nice videos, little gap between hey. our two age ranges hey. that we're like, I am completely ignorant. Yeah, we're we're the, the same age. He was the first. We're not literally. No, there's a good five years between you and me. He was the first Sam comedian to like sell out arenas. And he was the first. He was a, so filthy. And nobody had heard that before. And if you watch these videos, you'll see the audience is half women. And they're like, they know the jokes and they're like saying along with them. Yeah. It's really weird. It's like a concert. He was doing, you can watch interviews from him at the time. Like he would be on like uh, Larry King or something. And he does the interviews out of character. Right, he, cause, yeah, because Dice entered his clay was a character he created. And he says very explicitly in like 1990, I was watching an interview with him on Larry King. And he's like, yeah. Uh, I used to do impressions and nobody really responded to the impressions. So I started doing this like jokey, like macho guy and people responded to it. Now that's who he is. And then he went on Arsenio Hall and cried. He got choked up because he was defending himself and he stood up and he gave a speech and people started laughing at first. And then they, they realized he was serious. And he's like, dude, I busted my ass. And he, and he, gets, he breaks up and he starts tearing up. He says, I busted my ass putting this together. And if you don't like it, fuck off. And while I don't think it's a great routine, I don't think he's particularly funny. Like... It kind of sucks that he got a bunch of morons didn't realize that he was doing a fucking character. Yeah, now but now he is that character. Like yeah, he just had, he just had to give up and become the character. I mean, maybe it's more fun. I bet, and I bet Dice Man got laid more. 
Sure, more than uh, what's his name? Because that guy. Everyone wants a fucking you know macho not every, asshole. Not, not everybody, but enough. Enough of them. Enough so, people. This next story, and Some then I found you. People want to fuck daddy. Yeah, like it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm sure if you put that word into Pornhub, it for sure. Like, here's another story. I'm 35. We can... <laughs> like, I live in the city of Chicago where there's a lot of younger women, and like, daddy is a thing. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it very much is. <laughs> Uh, there's another one we can speed through pretty quickly. And then yeah. I found you. With your speed karate outfit. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get put on our speed karate. Uh, speed chop. This woman just fucks with boys because she can. Like and she, then a boy fucks with her. So like her sister got fucked over by a guy. And she and so the sister told her. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to do the same thing to other men. And then she did it. And then, another, and then the man's brother decided, I'm going to get revenge for my friend, my brother. Yep, yep. And then he romances her. She loves him. because remember my brother? You fucked him. So now I'm leaving you. And, yep. then, and then she goes, damn, I fucked up. The end. And yep. then she realizes that the first guy... The brother, the original guy, she really loved that guy. She should have like gone back for the guy. No, and she actually says at the end she's going to call him back and try to get back with that Even guy. Even though she already hooked up with her brother, and that's gross. Yeah, hopefully he's not going to just let himself get cucked, and he's just going to he's, he's <laughs> shoot her down. Be, I want that him, last page, but yeah, no page get, on that. That's really all there was to that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we got another Susan Says. By uh, that, we mean Stan Lee, clearly. <laughs> Stan Lee tells you, Susan Says, true believers. Oh. <laughs> and this oh. is the one that goes back to the toy car. Excelsior Says. Excelsior. <laughs> so what's, what's this one about? So remember the in the beginning when we talked about the ad for the toy car mm-hmm. yeah. and oh, advertising it to women? Yeah, and yeah. I said, well, no, they specifically tell women not to do that because in this Susan Says, she says... My friends are still really tomboyish, and I'm not, and well, that's okay. like there's issues. And instead of saying that's okay, she's like, well, Susan, it's because you're, you're better than that. No, I, I thought yeah. more like you're maturing. And uh, and they're not, and they're little women, and you're you're better than this. I mean, yeah, this is some bad advice. Keep the mind, worst one is here when she's ten, like she's talking to the 10-year-old who loves this boy who's a dick, and her friends are warning her about the guy, maybe, and she goes, your friends are just jealous of your love. You're 10. And, and yep. maybe you'll, he'll stop being a dick if you date him, like is that, what she said. Okay, so, so, like when I said, like, this book... Like, yeah, it, it's supposed to be for girls, but, like, the person who gets the most from it, I think, would be guys. Because a lot of it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, a girl will stay with you if you're a dick because she thinks you'll get better. And you can really fuck her over if you do that. Like, yeah. so you should be cool. Like, boys should have read this. You get them into the vortex of, like, well, I've already sunk so like, much time into the, this relationship. And the first story would teach them, like, hey, like, sometimes girls won't like you if you're a beta cook. <laughs> <laughs> So Which it's kind is, of a balanced thing. If you read the whole book, it balances out. Right. I realize these stories are taken from different comics, right? But the way they've been they've been collected together, they balance out and, and give you a the, legitimate and, life and the, lesson. And the story we just we just skipped through about the girl treating guys like shit. Yeah. And it also shows guys should read that because it says, hey, sometimes boys, you could be emotionally vulnerable and you could pay for it. Mm-hmm. And you should, and it's okay to feel sad about stuff like that, and it's okay to put your heart out for stuff like that, because because you you're now dealing with the, something that more women are going to deal with than than men are going to have to deal with. So you have to put yourself in that perspective. And if you have a brother who's more attractive than you, yeah, one, then especially when one you're, you're James Dean, your brother's Clark Gable. That's like, dude, oh, we're gonna we got a whole routine going now. And see, look, like this is for girls. I like, play guitar, and there's a girl playing. Guitar. Oh yeah, here, yeah. get a Playboy bunny decal. <laughs> right next. Hey, to it. you know, right next to it. There's a lot of progressive stuff with Playboy, with the Playboy Club, where do, where, do where you have to have black no. entertainers. If there's a ten year old girl getting a Playboy bunny like <laughs> fucking sticker, it's this not because of how progressive all, they this are. This was all automated. Like, Nobody I knew what, I don't what ads are putting the, in there. I don't care all the pro- progressive shit that that he that Hugh Hefner did. I learned about. 
what he was up to in the last 30 years of his life, and I never want to hear that dude's name again. He did some super gross shit. Yeah, yeah. Super horrific. Did he put his tongue up a girl's butt without telling her? <laughs> no, well, maybe. Oh. He did it. He did some stuff without telling people. Yeah. Guess what? People are complicated. Uh, they can do horrible things. Uh, they can do great things. Uh, Deal with that, America. They had like a dog in their bedroom, and the dogs weren't house trained, and they just was this dog shit all over the. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of weird sex shit going on. People dog, are fucking complicated. With, with dog shit everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. I David a lot about- Bowie used to rape little children, and now we call him a sensitive artist because he died. Yeah. He was like, oh, what's the name of that? He uh, did. What's the name of that? He raped uh, children. What is the name of the director that had to leave to Europe because he got Roman Polanski. Polanski? Polanski? Yeah, that guy's so a monster. I watched a Roman Polanski movie uh, during Halloween time called The Fearless Vampire Killers. Mm-hmm. And it's a Roman Polanski movie. And you watch it knowing what you know about Roman Polanski. And you're like, oh, yeah, they should have saw that coming. Oh, yeah. uh, like- <laughs> Sharon Tate is in that, isn't she? I don't know. But, um, it, but it's like a kind of a creepy movie yeah. about that. Oh yeah, it's like once you know about Woody Allen, and then you go back and watch Manhattan. You know, maybe it's. I mean, like, Manhattan's creepy he, already, maybe, but now maybe, maybe Roman Polanski knew that about himself, and the vampires were like an allegory for his like forbidden sexual Probably. desires. Like there's like I don't know, but it was it, it was played off as a comedy, and it's like none of this stuff is very funny. All right, so we got one last story. It's called Don't Ask Me to Marry You from 1959, written by possibly Stan Lee and Larry Lieber again. <laughs> In between uh, art, answering letters yes. from little girls. Art by uh, Matt Baker and Vince Coletta. <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee had a lot on his plate. He did. Um, so this is called Don't Ask Me to Marry You. Which one is this even? I don't know. Oh, this is the, okay. So, oh, you know what? This is the one. So there's this woman and uh, she grew up poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're saying like, man, life sure is tough when you're growing up poor. And uh, so she's always daydreaming about the people up on the hill, the rich people up on the hill. On the right, on the right side of the tracks. Yeah, on the right side. And she's always daydreaming about this this handsome, wealthy guy. Yeah, there's a guy from Twilight. Yep, guy mm-hmm. from Twilight is going to sweep her off her feet. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean, uh, yeah. And then uh, so she, she cries because she's poor and people don't like to hang out with poor people. Right. But her neighbor, apparently she's been dating forever. And even though she's fantasizing about abandoning him for a better life. Yep. And he's just like, hey, you want to do nice things because I'm a nice guy and you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> and he says, uh, let's go for a walk. And so they go for a walk, which was the most uh, explicit sexual thing you could do in mm-hmm. those days. And, and he gives her a locket with the little bit of money he needs for books and school and stuff. Yeah. Back then you gave girl lockets. Yep. You gave them lockets. Girls, you fragile sacrificed li- everything. Fragile. Fragile little girls deserve shiny rocks. Oh, well, you know. I never, I, I will never buy jewelry for anyone ever. <laughs> like, it's called fucking Evolve. Jewelry's uh, nice It's a shiny rock caveman. Evolve. What isn't? What the fuck do we have that isn't? Look at look at the status from this, from this rare item that I have. What are you, a fucking duke? Uh, I don't know. If this, yeah. if this story took place now, he would get her a fucking grill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that would be good. That would, Thanks, would baby. Like that. It was, it was a really like, practical it's gift. It's like gold teeth spells out skank <laughs> and diamonds. He's like, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so then this dude proposes to her, and uh, she's like, well, I, I don't really want to marry a poor person. <laughs> I don't really like the yeah. idea of that. Dude, yeah. this is during the, the this is during the sweet years of the baby boomers. Like, if these motherfuckers can't get a decent job in a house, they're this, fucking this, up. Yeah, you had to get out. Of, you had to figure. You had to think like, about your future. Like you can't be thinking like, about right she's now. She's like, he got. You need money for books and shit. Motherfucker, college was cheap as fuck back then. 
So she goes to, so now we flash forward and we, we want to find out what she did. Did she marry this poor dude? She clearly is me like she has a weird fetish thing with her maid because so, of that outfit. Yeah, so she's rich and there, she's got this Yeah, this she French clearly maid. did something. And this French maid is looking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're left to believe, oh, she didn't marry the poor guy. No. Um, and then we find out that no, she did marry the poor guy, but the poor guy worked hard because it was the 1950s and we believed in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he worked really hard and he climbed the ladder and now he's rich. So she gets everything. And now mm-hmm. they, and now they can use their power dynamics to double team the maid. Yep. Oh, God damn. It's right? so close. I've seen it's that movie. so close. Look oh. at that. She even kind of, so she looks like a younger version Just of herself too. So that's gotta be kind of weird. Yeah. This, yeah. This whole page p- plays out like a prelude to a porn. She's, like he's like real close. He's fucking her, and she's like in the back, like background going, "Yeah, get her, get her." <laughs> you enjoyed that. You enjoyed that so much. Uh, I love people's like fucked up sexual fetishes. I love them, uh, and that's I'm, it. I'm glad they exist. <laughs> that's the book. Look at that. She's like so powerful, and she's like, like mm, "Yes, look at me handling my my golden locket." In my mansion that you work in. Uh, I think the maid is actually the woman from the first story. They have a... They have she's a, she's they, decided this is her place. They have a dog food bowl with, with maid written on it, and they make her eat it. Some... Dude, that's not fake. There are some people that are into that. People that do that's that. Not, that is not just like a weird. That's not like a rainbow party butt chugging thing that never actually happened. Those people really exist and do that. Yes. And God love them. Have a great time. As long as everybody's cool with it, right? It's going on. That's the moral of this comic book. As long as everybody's cool with it, it's fine. Would you agree, Shay? That's the moral of this comic book. No. Like, be cool with each other. Be, just be cool oh. about shit. Everybody be cool about it and just go for what you want. Because if you don't, two brothers are going to fuck you over. Pretty much the what you take away from this comic book, at least me, is, you know what? The status quo is fine. Stop talking. They got us through. No, because she's still, the first lady is still going to go to the rallies and for feminism. It's just that when she gets home, she wants her man to fucking is plow. She? Yeah, she wants to be told her. what to do. Well, for a few years, and then she's going to have a bunch of kids, and she's going to have she's not gonna have time for that. Yeah, she's not going to have time. For a couple and he's, years. And his, his libido and testosterone is going to start to lower, and he's yeah. going to start chilling out, and then they're just going to be a normal couple. Yeah, none of these people are going to have good li- Here's the thing. You have to understand, none of these people are going to have good lives. Life is going to be terrible and, for everybody. And no Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, I tell you what, you know what, he probably, they're probably going to have a daughter and he's going to start softening his like yeah. view of like, well, me, I don't want my daughter to live in this fucked up yeah. patriarchal society. That's what happened in the WWE, WWE wrestling. <laughs> did you okay, tie so I will because this is oh important. It was mostly this macho. This is why Ted Cord didn't have kids. This was like, it was like this macho male driven like bikini match fucking uh, disgrace right but then the top one of the top wrestlers Triple H marries the owner of the company's daughter and they themselves only have daughters so after that they changed the whole program to be more women driven and and more about ath- women's athletic ability just like the men so now the they got rid of the word divas and now it's just wrestling superstars and it doesn't matter and, and every and now women main event whole big shows they have whole pay-per-views devoted to women wrestling instead so just because of that a macho bodybuilding misogynistic man got softened just because he had daughters and he loved them more than his own ego i like that it was shay's comic and it's about women and, and Mike did 95% of the talking. I had, this, this spoke to me. Like, this, like, hurt. And ended talking about wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but this book, like, it, like, 
hurt my feelings and like triggered me. And, like, I had a lot of like flashbacks of feelings. like growing pains. Uh, and you're feeling. I related to a lot of this. You called all your ex girlfriends crying. <laughs> it's just, oh I've, my god! I've, I've just read the most magical comic book. I've just experienced a lot of this, this for comic. myself. It's like totally. I've, oh, I've, done, I've totally sucked. done this. What do we think of it? What's the final verdict? I don't know. Five stars. It's five. It's five. Five, five, five progressive women's yeah. speeches. <laughs> I don't have that. As much as I hate what happened, it was still enough to keep me going in, in hate reading it. So I, was, I hate like it. I was reading this gripping Look, the armchair. Like I would read another one of these because I know I'm going to be filled was, with just as much, much anger. I got I, nail holes in my And let me fucking fuck say, okay, you gave fucking Man of War... Classic. Five yeah, that was crazy. That's a, that's a that was classic five, comic book. Five fucking stars. A classic so comic if book. You, if it was a if classic you play, comic book. If you play anything less yeah. than two uh-huh. for this, uh-huh. you're oh, a no. terrible now, fucking here's human what being. I said. Oh, no. No, no, don't no. explain no. my context. <laughs> Listen, it's a terrible comic book, clearly, but I'll tell you what I like about the comic book is that the stories, the are, short, the stories are short <laughs> enough that as soon as you start getting sick of it, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. And then you, there's an ad for a stupid monster or like something. A, like dating. So, yeah. So, I give it two out of five. Two oh out of five God. douchebags complaining about their wives' coffee. <laughs> Honey, your coffee just doesn't taste any good. Then you admit it. Your coffee really is murder. How is that her fault? There is grow the bean. There is a Folgers ad campaign from the 60s, and it's like a five-minute compilation I found, and the entire thing of all of these ads, there's dozens of them, are just men yelling at their wives with a coffee but and what the does women that have shrinking. What do I don't understand. What does that even mean? Because it was supposed to be their job is to make sure there was good coffee, and if coffee wasn't good, you have to go find a better coffee. Well, I'm not saying it was a good idea. You know, when you look at these dynamics back then of like the women stays home and cooks and does all this stuff, and just to keep make sure that when the man comes home, everything's taken care of, why would he want a life like that. Why would you not want your wife to go out there and make some income so I, you can have another story well, on your I house? Mean, I would just want her to have interests of her own so then when we come sure. back home like we have something to talk about. Yeah, like, what else did you talk? Yeah. yeah, what else did, I guess I didn't talk at all. Honey, grab me a beer and that's the extent of your yeah. deep what loving the, conversations. What the, what the hell would they talk about? They come home and they he, he glances at the front of the paper and says something about the Democrats, complains about the Democrats. These black guys want to vote. Yeah. I don't think well, so. Well, that was the whole thing. It's right, that, you honey. know, you had kids because then it gave you something to do. Something you know what's funny? And those are people. I, I know a lot of really bad relationships that exist now, except instead of kids, it's dogs. Yep. Where they Fuck have no. a dog together, and that's what keeps they, the relationship. They, they both they love the dog. had a dog together the same way you have a kid. It makes it sound like they had, like, some weird hybrid creature that they have to take care know, of now man like yeah relationships are complicated and kind of gross and yeah maybe that's we what should, we learned maybe just we should stop breeding yeah yeah i'm we, okay with that yeah I'm, I, I mean okay i mean i'm not I, i'm not participating in that like, so everyone no, no, else I mean, can quit like, i don't I care mean, like no fucking no no nothing oh no yeah Fuck off. let's go to celibacy no nope. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm already ordered my you guys continue meds. not having sex my, then i'm gonna uh, go well mine is not a choice i can't yeah i cannot <laughs> i cannot wait to i'm i'm only i'm only lucky when uh Someone I enjoy graces me with their sexual presence. <laughs> the Facebook fan page is at <laughs> facebook.com slash darksidescouch. The current episodes are at soundcloud.com slash darksidescouch. And the archived episodes are at darksidescouch.blogspot.com. Mike, we haven't talked about what we're doing next. Uh, I can tell you what next? you should do. Guys, yeah. have a conversation with the peers, person you're dating on what they require <laughs> when, it turns, when it turns of needs. Because if you just guess, you, you could either sound like a jerk or you could be a bitch. And you don't want to be either of those things. That's true. So make sure you guys got your story you, straight. You could be a Trump or a chump and you don't want to be either. Oof. Oof.
Um, we'll do, I don't know. Um, did we ever do a Star Wars, a Star Trek comic? Oh my God. I was totally thinking of both of those. So yeah, yeah let's like, do some. yeah, we'll, all right. I'll find, uh, some Star, Star Trek. We'll Wars do Star Wars, Star Trek, and Star Lord. So I, I tell you what, I saw, a, a, a comic book where it was Star Trek, the next generation meets X-Men who wants to do it. I've seen that. I did not read it. So it's, it's fair play. I want to do that one. How old, how long goes that 90s. one? That wasn't, as long as it was the nineties, long enough. Yeah, I don't, don't want to do anything too recent when 90s. people got self-aware. I want the stuff where everybody was oblivious. I don't know. I, we'll just find one that's we'll fucked up. Some, How about we'll that? We're going to head to the stars next time. Anybody yeah. got anything else to add? Yeah, how old is Star Wars comic book? Like Star Lord books. How far back 70s. can I go for that? Star Lord? Yeah, Guardians, of, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy is 70s. Remember we read that Autumn Adam Strange one? That awesome yeah, but that was, that was the... Well, that was Gamora. No, Adam and Strange is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes back to the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Adam yeah. Warlock. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Not Adam Strange. Yeah, I was like... Hmm? Anybody no. else got anything else to add? Uh, no. Just don't be a fucking cuck and don't be a dick. Covered. Shay, anything? Yeah, don't be a dick and don't be a cuck. Good night. God. Whew. Like, that guy, like, guy complaining, like, I can't just drive around all night. God damn, that was fucking brutal. How can you tell when love is mature? Well, mature love is more... Who got that good D? I got that good D. Who got that good D? I got that good D.